Hi, de ho, you boys and girls out there in Oscar land. The Academy Awards this year came with their usual mix of controversy, uncomfortable laughter, exhilarating jubilation, and jaw-dropping, head-scratching bewilderment. I couldn't help but reflect on the incredible amount of value and even self-worth that artists put on winning awards. So much so that I felt compelled to do this bonus episode for you. Enjoy. You're listening to Dare Dreamer FM, the sound of creative expression. If you ever hear Radio Film School show regular J.D. Cochran tease me about Swing On or The Cat's Meow, it's because he's referencing the time I was an avid swing dancer, a Lindy Hopper to be exact. It was the summer of 97, and the Hollywood Coconut Grove was swinging off the hook. This was a swing dance club near the America Mile section of Los Angeles, California. Designed as an homage to the Tropicana, that fictional nightclub where Ricky Ricardo sang Babalu and made the beautiful baby swoon, the Coconut Grove hosted some of the swingiest orchestras during the swing dance resurgence of the mid to late 90s. Big bands of the time would come and play to a packed house of Savoy style and Hollywood style Lindy Hoppers including yours truly. Every week there was a dance contest, not unlike that scene in It's a Wonderful Life. You know the one near the beginning, where the judges went around tapping people out. Well, my regular dance partner and I at the time had made somewhat of a good showing at the event for three or four weeks in a row. We'd always get down to the last two or three couples before being tagged out. Competition was steep. Now, you have to understand, this contest was kind of a big deal. Not the least of which was the reason that the winning couple got $500 in cash. Each. But besides that, they were given the title King and Queen of Swing. And nothing stung more than the week the contest came down to just us and one other couple, a fantastic dance duo, who danced salsa. And we lost. This was a freaking swing dance competition. How in the world did we lose to salsa dancers? All I could think at the time was, who the hell is judging this thing anyway? Why are we as artists and creatives so obsessed with awards and competitions? There's a perverse irony in the fact that something as personal and subjective as art can be judged in the first place. Now granted, dancing is a little different. There are specific moves in dance that have an objective, discernible right way and wrong way of being executed. And one would think it's safe to say that if you're in a swing dance contest and one couple is actually swing dancing and the other couple is salsa dancing, no matter how amazing that salsa dancing couple is, that the swing dance couple would actually win. I mean, come on, am I right or am I right? But I digress. As I was saying, we artists and creatives can sometimes be obsessed with awards. It's like we invest our self-worth and talent in the opinions of people who, in some cases, don't even have the same level of skill as the people they're judging. And nowhere is that more evident than in the world of filmmaking. I've had the opportunity to be on both sides of the judging table with respect to my field. 
I remember being a judge at a wedding event competition the year that still motion first made huge waves in the industry. Everyone in the room was blown away by the use of Steadicam shots in a wedding film. Who was this little film studio out of Canada? On the side of being judged, I remember the time I won Videographer of the Year at my local videographers association, two years in a row. Filled with confidence and pride, I'd go on to submit those winning videos to the annual Wedding and Event Videographer Association competition, and not once did I ever win. But then I remember the first time I quote-unquote won an Event TV Top 25 award, again, two years in a row, shocked when I heard my name being mentioned. Weren't these the same people who were judging those Wedding and Event Videographer Association awards? Although I probably won the Event DV Top 25 award for my business and social media acumen as opposed to my creative chops, just being honest. But hey, an award is an award. Am I right or am I right? Yeah, but what is that? It's a major award. A major award? Shucks, I wouldn't have known, Dad. It looks like a lamp. But it's a lamp, you nincompoop. But it's a major award. I won it. Damn hell, you say you won it? Yeah. Mind power, sweet mind power. Of all the boys I've known and I've known some, until I first met you I was lonesome. And when you came in sight, dear, my heart grew light and this old world seemed new to me. There often just doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to awards. Anywho, every time I failed to progress to the finals, I was bummed and I felt like a loser. Every time I won something, I was on cloud nine for a week. Because when I won, it showed me that... You like me! Right now! You like me! Speaking of Sally Field's Oscar acceptance speech, there's probably no awards in the filmmaking business more coveted than an Oscar. And if you think voting on a wedding and corporate video is hard... They ain't got nothing on the Oscars. For the Oscars, the Best Picture is awarded based on a voting system called the Preferential System. That's Radio Film School co-producer Chris Huslidge. This isn't your normal voting system. It basically calls for the Academy voters to take a look at the selected nominated films for that year and pick the ones that they prefer on a scale. So, for example, if there are eight movies that year, the voters list the movies that they prefer in order from one to eight. If no movie is able to secure a majority of votes, which has got to be 50%, then the voters are asked again to cast their votes for which movies they prefer, except one of the movies is removed from the list, usually the one with the smallest percentage of votes. Now, things get really interesting in a year when there are two or three really good movies. The cycle has to keep going over and over again until they are actually able to whittle it down all the way to the one great movie that is able to get the majority of the over 6,000 eligible Academy voters. It is not a very intense system, but it seems like it could prove some very interesting results from year to year, since it's based completely on how people feel that year and which movies they prefer. And sometimes, the outcomes of these high-profile movie competitions seem as crazy as a pair of salsa dancers beating a pair of swing dancers in a swing dance competition. And yes, I am over it. I really am. 
I'm just making a metaphorical comparison for educational purposes. Really. Now, how in the world did Shakespeare and Love beat out Saving Private Ryan for Best Picture in 99? How did Chariots of Fire win for Best Costume in 82 with white t-shirts and running shorts? This year alone, how in the world did Ex Machina beat out Star Wars, Mad Max, and that freaking bear in Revenant? Can you explain this to me? Then there are the years when the people who win are people who probably should have won multiple times over prior to that, but because they're getting old and in order to toss them a bone before they croak, someone like Pacino wins his first Oscar for A Scent of a Woman. Really? The man who gave us Michael Corleone, Sonny Warchick, and Tony Say Hello to My Little Friend Montana, three of the most iconic performances in all of cinematic history, wins his first Oscar for Hoo-Ha! I mean, come on. Hoo-Ha! Oh, yeah. Perhaps more crazy than the Oscars are the Golden Globes. They already sort of were considered kind of a joke and just an excuse for the foreign press to throw a party and hobnob with movie stars. But nothing was more indicative of the ridiculousness of the whole affair than this year when The Martian went for best comedy. The Martian. Over movies like Spy and Trainwreck. So between for your consideration Oscar campaigns, politics, and charity votes, why is so much import put on these awards? Why do we artists take them so seriously? And is there a way to take them less so? Here's Radio Film School co-producer Chris Hutchledge again. As I did research on this topic, I was blown away by the fact that some of the biggest names in the industry have turned down receiving the most coveted prize in the business, an Academy Award for their respective field. Some of the old guard Hollywood stars such as George C. Scott, Katherine Hepburn, and Marlon Brando have all turned down receiving the Oscar. Even Woody Allen at some point had turned down receiving his Oscar. Marlon Brando did it as a way to draw attention to the plight and poor treatment of Native Americans. George C. Scott didn't like being compared to other actors and thought the whole process was like being put into a parade. Woody Allen was kind of similar to George C. Scott in that he was never one to accept the judgment of others for his work, good or bad. The next morning I got up, you know, I get the New York Times delivered to my apartment, and I noticed on the front page, on the bottom, it said, uh, anyone wins four Academy Awards. That's a clip from the documentary, Woody Allen, the documentary. Somebody at the Jack Rollins office heard Jack say to Woody, Woody, are you adamant about this idea that you don't want Academy Award winning film? You don't want that phrase in the ads anywhere within a hundred miles of New York? And he said, that's right. And Jack said, could we make it 50, Woody? (laughs) I like Woody's take on the whole awards craze. Imagine, if you will, for just a moment that you had the ability to not care one lick, not one iota, if you won an award or not, or if you were even nominated. Imagine going to bed at night and sleeping soundly the night before a big nomination announcement because you genuinely didn't give a rat's ass who won or who lost. Or better yet, what if your passion as an artist was not only driven by your own self-acceptance and validation, but maybe by topics and issues even bigger than you? To be honest, it's good to see that actors and directors in Hollywood can be humble and not always need to be in the spotlight. Perhaps more in Hollywood should kind of follow this approach. I thought it was amazing how during this past Oscars, several of the big topics that came up during the acceptance speeches were all about diversity issues, women equality, and global warming. Yeah, 
I was completely taken in by Leo's speech about global warming. I was rooting for him the whole time as he was talking. It may show that while uh, the whole of Hollywood is still trapped looking at themselves in the mirror, there may be a subtle shift going on. A subtle shift to start caring about something a little bit more important in the world. I can understand why awards are important. They're a way to be recognized by your peers and congratulated and celebrated for all the blood, sweat, and tears you pour into your craft. I think awards can be a good thing. They can shine the light on important work, justify an artist's sacrifices, and they can bolster one's confidence. They have the ability to push the craft forward and challenge us to be our best. But they can also lead to unnecessary low esteem, frustration, and bitterness. And bitterness has a way of eating at your soul. Although Sally Field's You Like Me speech will forever live in the cultural zeitgeist as a paragon of award speech caricature, I think her parting comments from that first time she won an Oscar for playing Norma Ray has profound meaning for keeping this all in perspective. And on a personal note, I'd like to thank my mother and my sister for holding me together and just plain old holding me, and my kids, Peter and Eli, for being my constant inspiration, and no matter how many awards I win, if it weren't for them, I wouldn't be worth a damn. Thank you very much. So, my fellow filmmaking friends, I present for your consideration a new way to look at awards and competitions. One in which the doing of the work itself is its own reward. Yes, I know, it's a cliche thing to say. And I know it's hard, maybe even impossible for an artist to do that 100% of the time. But imagine the peace of mind and serenity in your soul if you can get there. Otherwise, 20 years from now, you may still be bitching and complaining about how you lost the swing dance competition to a couple of salsa dancers. Oh. By the way, just for the record, the weekend following the week we lost out to that salsa dance couple, my dance partner and I did finally win the contest. And just in time, too. That was last week that the prize money was $500 a piece. After that, it dropped to a lousy 100 bucks. Thank goodness for my old jump over the head and land in the split swing dance move. Radio Film School is a production of Daredreamer FM. This episode was written and produced by me and co-producer Chris Husslidge. Music was curated from freemusicarchive.org and archive.org. Thanks to tracks are in the show notes. Thanks to our show sponsors, Song Freedom and Muse Storytelling. Go to songfreedom.com radio to get a standard GOAT-level license worth $30. And if you go to learnstory.org, you can use the offer code radio to sign up for one of the Muse Storytelling tracks you'll get $47 off lifetime access. Be sure to leave a comment and review in iTunes. It's better than an Oscar for us podcasters. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DareDreamerFM, and you can follow the show in both places at Radio Film School. Join the conversation and tell us what you think about this whole awards competition biz at facebook.com slash radio film school 
Be sure to tune in at our regular showtime next Tuesday when we continue our Filmmakers with Style series and our discussion of Quentin Tarantino. Tell a friend. Until then, swing on. I think what you get in awards is uh, is favoritism. I mean, people can say, well, my favorite movie was Annie Hall, but the implication is that it's the best movie. And I don't think that's a possible, I don't think you can make that judgment, except for uh, track, track and field, you know, where one guy runs and you see that he wins, then it's okay. I won those when I was younger, and, and those were nice, because I, I knew I deserved them. <laughs>